Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. You are being moneyed. Now something happens when we teach on prosperity. I want to explain this. Please look up at me for a bit. When we teach on healing, the anointing is present to heal. When we teach on prayer, the anointing is present to help people pray. When we teach on prosperity, the anointing is present to prosper the people. And I prayed for you. I prayed for you. Alright. I really want to see you prosper in your finances. Can we say amen? Amen. And the Lord wants you even much more than I do to see you prosper. So I want you to reckon that the anointing to prosper is here. Amen. Mm -hmm. The anointing to prosper is in this room. Alright. And I sense in my heart. It's going to be like a smearing. The glory of the Lord is here. So you will be so blessed. Number two, the spirit of truth is in this meeting. And there is an urgency of the spirit for the, for the believer to come into these truths and to experience it. I, I'm glad that when we talked about the days are short, people are not afraid, we are rejoicing. Because the Bible says comfort each other not torment each other comfort one another with these words so jesus is coming again hallelujah and let me quickly say this if you understand spiritual timings you will know that as a race is finishing there's increased momentum when a plane is landing there's increased momentum because the energy required to land is very intense. Do you understand? We are at the close of the race. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you by the Spirit, more will be done in a little time. Amen. Praise God. More will be done in a little time. So this is just to announce to you so that your timeline will match with God's timeline. And so that you can experience all that God has for you. Can we say Amen. amen. Let's read this together. Proverbs 10 and verse 22. Let's read together. I want to go. Alright, let's, you read that one to yourself. I want you to read like a mass choir now. Everybody want to go. Let's read one last time. Want to go. Precious Spirit of Living God, thank you because this moment is consecrated. We decree and declare light enters our hearts. Jesus is unveiled. Revelation comes into our hearts. And we thank you because we receive impetus for action. By the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Praise God. You may be seated. High five someone. Say hello. Good to see you in church. 
Praise God forevermore. All right. So this series is moneyed. And we are going to be looking at wealth and influence by the Spirit. Write this down. God's will for you is prosperity. God's will for you is prosperity. God wills that you prosper. God wills that you prosper. It is God's desire that you enjoy prosperity in every area of your life, especially your finances. Your prosperity is tied directly to the prosperity of your soul. Your prosperity is tied to the prosperity of your soul. Your soul should be prospering in the provisions of the blessing. Your soul has been designed by God to prosper in the provisions of the blessing, or we can put it like this, in the provisions of redemption. Now, it is amazing that God associates your prosperity in life to the prosperity of your soul, not your job, not your education, not even your work ethic. The prosperity that you would experience in your life is not tied to your business, your education, your job, or your work ethic. Now, Third John chapter number 1 and verse 2, let us go there very quickly. I have a short time to preach, and I want to make it as meaningful as possible for you. Alright, let's read Third John chapter number 1 and verse 2, and I want you to read out loud if you may, please. Let's read from the King James, everybody. One, two, go. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. I want you to read it again, one, two, go. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So, when you take a look at this scripture as I begin to teach, the first thing you're going to see is that God wills for you to prosper. I want you to say that with me. God wills for me to prosper. God wills for me to prosper. Now look at me everybody. Many times if this truth doesn't sit in your consciousness, it will look as though you're trying to, it will look as though your ambition is more intelligent than, than God's provision. If you don't get it, it will look as if you're going against a tide. It's like, I want to excel. God is pushing me back. You know, it's like I want to spread and God is restricting me. If there is anything God is partnering with you to experience is your prosperity. He's in partnership 
with you for your prosperity. You know, many people need to understand that I am not, I want to say it again because it bears repeating. I am not trying to prosper and God is withholding me. I am not trying to prosper and I am going against God's will. You know when you are trying to do something and you think it is against God's will, you are going to be treading with caution. Ha. Let it not be that I have gotten too much now. In fact, people will say, Lord, don't give me too much that will take me away. Shut up. It's only if you're a self-centered person that God can give you too much that will take you away. If you're occupied with purpose and you're occupied with your assignment, too much is not enough. I want to say that well because religious people need to hear. God is not prospering me for me. God is prospering me because of his work. He's prospering me because of purpose. I guess what I'm saying. If you were to be just to live in a house, drive a good car, and all of that, I don't need much. But we will buy cars for others. And build houses for others. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why you have to prosper. Once the focus moves away from yourself, and you understand, I'm, I'm just laying the groundwork now, okay? And you understand that you come into a kingdom, and it, your kingdom is an institution. Let me say that again. The kingdom of God is an institution. Now, I'm sure a lot of you don't understand what I've just said. It's very profound. When you go into, when, when they say something is an institution, what does that mean? It has a modus operandi. For example, if you're going to go to the institution called the law school, you must, you must, I get what I'm saying, you must have the requirements to go into the institution. And when you get into the institution, glory to God, there is a way you're supposed to behave. There's something you're supposed to wear. There's a system that guides the institution. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when you come to the kingdom, the institution is wired such that you must prosper. It's not a choice. The last time I checked, we do not know the personality preference of people like Abraham. We don't know what they preferred. When Solomon said to God that just give me wisdom and give me and all of that, you didn't mention riches. You know, very humble guy, very nice guy. He didn't say make me rich. He just said give me wisdom and give me all of that. And God said, no. You don't have a choice in that one. You understand what I'm saying? Because there was a guy who was wise but was broke. They took his wisdom and left him with his poverty. <laughs> so now, prosperity is an amplifier. Wealth is an amplifier. If you are stupid, wealth amplifies it. You understand what I'm saying? Money does not have a voice. You give it the voice. I hear what I'm saying? Money cannot talk. So if money is in the hands of a foolish person, you will see stupidity going on rampage. <laughs> and then of course, if money is in the hand of the believer, you will see wisdom on rampage. Praise God forevermore. So money is neutral. doesn't do anything. doesn't talk. Glory to God. So God wants you to prosper. And it's important that you understand that you're not going against the will of God. 
when you want to prosper. Actually, it is that, no, listen, and I want to say this under the influence of the Spirit, and as holy as I can be, as holy as I can be, it is that no matter how prosperous you are, I say this under the influence of the Spirit, no matter how prosperous you would be in this life, when you get to heaven, you will see that there was more. I want to say that again. That no matter how prosperous, see I don't care how prosperous you are in this life. When you get to heaven, you will find out that God was not saying, ah, that's enough. Let's do more. You see, because it's not about you. It's not about you. Praise God forevermore. It's about representing the kingdom that we belong to. So, say this with me, God's will is for me to prosper. Say it again one more time. God's will is for me to prosper. I want you to say it with some conviction. Say, God wills for me to prosper. Now write this down. Faith always begins when the will of God is known. Your faith always begins when the will of God is known. You can't have faith if you don't know his will. Now, God does not will one thing and say another. He doesn't will one thing and say another thing. Okay? God's will is contained in the gospel. The will of God is contained in the gospel. So, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now let's go to Proverbs 10 and verse 22. And I'm going to read from the Good News Bible UK. So, the will of God is contained in the gospel. The will of God is contained in the gospel. Now Proverbs 10 22 says, It is the Lord's blessing that makes you wealthy. Hard work can make you no richer. It is the Lord's blessing that makes you wealthy. Hard work can make you no richer. So, the will of the Lord is contained in an ecosystem, for lack of a better word. An ecosystem or a delivery system called the blessing. So heaven's delivery system, every time God wants to deliver something to people, he gives them the blessing. Now, the blessing is an institution, for lack of a better word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The blessing is separate from wealth. The blessing is not wealth. If you don't understand this, you're going to be chasing wealth. That's the blessing. The blessing is not wealth. You know, because we don't have the words to use to describe that a person has something, when we see them with, with brabos and we see them looking fly and all of that, what we say is that that guy is rich. Do you get? Because we don't have any other words to describe. No, no, no. You're not blessed because you have. You are blessed because of who lives in you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're blessed because of who you are in Christ. That's how you are blessed. Then based on that you have. 
based on the blessing you can have. So the Bible says the blessing makes rich. The blessing comes with its wealth. Praise God forevermore. Let me say this. If someone comes into a space with a fragrance, do you say they are the fragrance? Are they the fragrance? Hey church, talk to me. Are you your fragrance? No, you came in with a fragrance. Right? So, the blessing upon you has a fragrance called wealth. Say amen. Amen. Say this with me. God wills that I prosper. prosper. Alright. Now, it is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and it is the blessing of the Lord that actually causes you to be wealthy. And the Bible says, hard work cannot make you any richer. Write this down. God's last work of creation. The last work of creation was to bless man. You understand why in a bit. God's last work of creation was to bless man because the idea was that man should start out with the blessing. God's last work of creation was not planting trees. God's last work of creation was not, you know, all the things that you see. I guess what I'm saying. The last work of creation, the, the Bible says that God worked for six days, right? And in working, he was putting things in place. How many of you move, well, okay. How many of you move into a house? Okay, you can. <laughs> because people can. But the idea, or the ideal, is that when you're moving into a house, you set the house in order. So, God was about to make man, he was preparing the ecosystem where man was going to live. Now listen, everything that God made, he wasn't going to use. God didn't make anything he was using. So he had no personal interest in the making. Oh boy, did you hear what I said? God had no personal interest in making all the things that he created. He wasn't going to use them. He didn't need them. (laughs) So he created them for man. So God was putting the house in order so that man will come. Now listen to this. Has it not dawned on you how a good father sets the house in place so that his son comes in and doesn't have to toy? He wasn't going to use anything. God wasn't going to use none of the things that he created. It was for man. And then, now, first day, listen, man's first day is not a work day. Man's first day is the blessing. Look, man was going to work. Don't get me wrong. He was going to work. But he was going to work under a system. You hear what I'm saying? Let me say that again. Man was going to work. So, when God created man, he made man and put him in Eden where he had designed for him. This is very important. I want you to get it. So, man was living in Eden, right? Now, man was going to further creation. In other words, at the time man was coming on the scene, we didn't have airplanes. So man will further creation. But man will further creation under an influence called the blessing. 
So that's why man's first day begins with the blessing. Then he starts out his life. No, man's first day does not begin with the toiling. His first day starts as a blessed man. Then he begins to work under an influence called the blessing. The results are different. <laughs> and we say amen. amen. The results are different. So God's last work of creation was to bless man. I'm building a case here. The blessing is the very creative force of God. The blessing is the very creative force of God. So for God to create, he had to set, you know, the blessing in motion. So that man will now live out his life under the influence of the blessing. There are two systems at work in the earth. Two systems. Number one, the Babylonian system. It is a system where men or humanity are trying to meet their own needs without the blessings of God. And then two, the second system is the blessing. It's a system of oppression. If you look at the book of Job, let's look at it. Job chapter number 1 from verse 9 to 10. Let's just look at that very quickly. Job chapter number 1 from verse 9 to 10. Let me read from the Good News Bible. It says, Satan replied, Would Job worship you if he got nothing out of it? You have always protected him and his family and everything he owns. You bless everything he does. And you have given him enough cattle to fill the whole country. That was, that was Satan's anger. You've blessed him. Satan had no, um, Satan had no beef with Job other than the fact that God, you blessed him. He had no issue with him. He, he didn't have any issues with him other than you blessed him. That was Satan's anger. And boy, let me tell you, you are blessed. Say this with me, I am blessed. Say it again. Say, I am blessed. Say it one more time. Say, I am blessed. And let me tell you, um, the Bible says that, you know, this blessing will come with persecution. Look at me. Look at me. Let me explain what this persecution is. It's very simple. The persecution will be wagging lips, talking mouths. You know, if you're not ready for people to talk about you, you're not ready for the blessing. You know what I'm saying? What does he look, what does she feel like? What's she feeling like? I feel like the blessed man. Why, why is he so full of himself? So full of himself. I'm full of myself because I am the blessed man. The last time I checked, God is mindful of me. The creator of the universe is mindful of me. So if God is mindful of me, and me, I am mindful of him, I will be full of myself. You know what? Let me tell you. You know why? Because myself is him. And he is me. We are one, united together. Can you say amen? No, we know who we are. 
We are not braggadocious. We just know who we are. If you re- refuse to settle for something beneath you, you're not proud. You, you are aware. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise? So, now that you understand where we're going, let's just take you a step further. You know, I'm teaching you not full-fledged teaching. You will understand it by the Spirit. And by the time we are done, in the name of Jesus, this is your experience. And we say amen. Amen. Alright. So the Bible says in Proverbs 10 and verse 22, that the blessing makes rich and hard work, I'm sure some people are about to faint right now, Hard work does not add to it. The blessing cancels out toiling for a living. The blessing cancels out toiling for a living. You were not designed to toil in exchange for the blessing of God. You were not designed to toil in exchange for the blessing of God. Say this with me. I am a citizen of the kingdom. Say it again. Say, I am a citizen of the kingdom. Yes. So because you are a citizen of the kingdom, God has an obligation to take good care of you. Now, the blessing is not just that thing that we get after a sneeze. Action. Bless you. (laughs) It's more than that. Praise God. So, you know, some some people just, you know, they they use it a lot. You know, sneeze. Oh, bless you. Bless you. No, no, no. It's bigger than that. The blessing is bigger than that. You know, one of the things that you must realize is the dilemma of being a Christian is this. There are many words that we use loosely. Because we think we know it. But when we use it now, we don't understand the import of it. For example, I told you last month, God loves me. Until somebody begins to open that delivery package of God's love. And you see what it contains. You stop using it, God loves me and then you are still sad. You know, somebody can finish saying God loves me and they'll still be sad, depressed. You didn't open the package. You just, you saw, you saw we love. But you didn't open what it contains. Let me tell you, let me ask you a question. This is what happens to Christians, eh? Let me ask you a question. If somebody sends you a nice, well-wrapped package and you see with love in, on, on it, you are, you're already excited. What's in this? What's in this? And then you open and open and it's empty. What will you do? You'll be so angry. You'll be so angry. True or false? With love, you know, ribbons, everything. You know, you're seeing stuff. And then the next thing, you just open the entire thing. You take the time. They even wrapped it, wrapped it. One layer, two layer, three layer. Then as you're opening, you're opening, your heart is, you know, you're, you're, you're having palpitations. You're, you're, the anticipation is fever pitch. And then you finish and you open the box and you see nothing. <laughs> I can just imagine some of your faces. And what kind of rubbish is this? Some of you can be angry at that person for like four days. Don't call me. Don't. 
That's what the enemy makes you think when you think of God's love. You think like, it's just, he loves me. Then when you open it, it's empty. No. That love is welcome. Come. Now let's start to unpack this thing. And as you open the box, you see peace. As you open the box, you see joy. You understand? As you open the box, you see money. You understand? As you open the box, you see direction. As you open the box, you see supernatural abilities. You're like, what? Then you open the box, you see our hands. Are, hey! Hey! Are you getting what I'm saying? So the more you open the box, the more you see. The more you open the box, the more you see. And the fear runs away. You say, uh, what if you get stranded? Leave that thought. Bank account is full. I get what I'm saying. What if you get to a point? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This will revolution. Just open the box. Open the box. Whatever you seem to be lacking is because the box is closed. Whatever seems to not be present is because in that area the box is closed. When I sign a with love and send to you is not empty talk. Have you seen people with empty talk? <laughs> talk no action. They just talk nothing. No, Jesus walks the talk. Now let me tell you something. The enemy will try to give you the impression that all the love of God is empty talk. No, you are going to use that love of God. And you will, God by the Spirit will make something out of your life that people will know. And I prophesy in the name of Jesus. People will know that no, this is not all empty talk. This God loves you. He came with substance. The last time I checked, eh, all of you here, male and female, you are married to the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler. Let's proceed. So, the blessing, like I said, is a creative force. And you are a citizen of the kingdom. The blessing is beyond um, that which we say when somebody sneezes. It's more than that. So, what I want to do in the next couple of minutes is show you how the blessing made a difference. Let's turn our Bibles to Genesis 17. Genesis 17 from verse 1. Everything I did before now was introduction. I've just heard preaching now. Amen. You should be happy that that introduction wasn't longer. Can you give the Lord a shout? Glory. Can you say this with me? I am the blessed one. I am the blessed one. Can you say it one more time? Say, I am the blessed one. I am the blessed one. Okay. So, now, I want to crave your indulgence. We're going to read. I'm going to pull things out. Then I will show you your lineage. Hmm? I'll show you how this thing. Journey, 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 journey. Until it jumped on your head. 
the idea is that if God did not fail in all these generations, your wokeness can't make him fail now. I don't know if you understand it. Let me tell you something. I want to say this also with a lot of love. A lot of you think that, I don't know if this happens to you, but a lot of you think that God in his design of things did not take into consideration how sophisticated we will be today. He didn't take into consideration how woke we will be. What he did was for them. He worked very well. But now, technology has come. This has come. That has come. So now it's no longer working like... (laughs) Nothing could be further from the truth. This God is timeless. He's ageless. He has lived in 2050. Are you guys what I'm saying? Every advancement that is happening in the world, your mind will change when you realize that every wokeness, every advancement that is happening in this world that is positive is from your father. Mm-hmm. People he gave may not acknowledge him, but it's from him. Yes, okay. I'll, I'll, let me come to these people. Every. Every. So, he's actually the one calling the shots. Not Twitter. He's the one calling the shots, not Instagram. He's the one calling the shots, not YouTube. That's why we must be on those platforms. Genesis 17, let's read from verse 1. And when Abraham was 90, when Abraham was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, Unto him, I am God Almighty, walk thou before me and be thou perfect. Now, when people read that, they say, Walk thou before me and be thou perfect. Um, that's not what he's not saying that Abraham should be perfect. What he's saying is that walk before me, in other words, I'm going to take your back. Alright, and I'm going to be showing you the way to perfection. In other words, if you have me in front, behind you, talking to you through life, you will be perfect. What that means is that you will arrive at perfection because the perfect one is guiding you. Because many people want to arrive at things by themselves in their own power. No! What that before me and be that perfect is if you continue to walk before me, you hear a voice behind you telling you this is the way, walk in it. And as you walk in it, perfection is yours. What he's even saying is that your experiences will be as perfect as your leading. This this is good stuff. You understand? Your experiences in life will be as good as your leading. And thanks be to God. His love leads us. He says, look at what he says. He says, I will never, under no circumstance, a double negative, never, never. I will never, never leave you, nor forsake you. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is our helper. We will not fear what man can do to us. Am I in a Presbyterian church this morning? Wait, am I, am I, where am I? <laughs> Give the Lord a shout of praise. 
So walk thou before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will exceedingly and will multiply you exceedingly. I will make my covenant between me and thee and I will multiply you exceedingly. Who is talking here? Okay. Verse 3. And Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Now, look at this. Neither shall thou name more be called any more be called Abraham, but thy name shall be Abraham. Abraham, all right, for a father of many nations have I made you. Verse 6 And I will make thee exceeding fruitful. Somebody say, exceeding fruitful. Good. And I will make nations out of you. Somebody say nations out of you. And kings shall come out of thee. Say kings shall come out of you. Verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and you. And your seed after you in their generations. For an everlasting covenant to be a God unto you. And to your seed after you. Where? Abraham and his seed after him in their generations. Very important. <laughs> Alright, let's go. Verse, where did I say we are going to stop? We'll stop at verse 9. Verse 8. And I will give unto you and unto thy seed after you the land wherein thou art a stranger. All the land of Canaan, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Verse 9. And Abraham, and God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. Now, I want you to stop for a bit. First things first, notice something. The conversation starts with Abra, Abraham, right? The conversation ends with Abraham. And after God changed his name, he didn't go back to Abraham. You don't, you didn't hear what I just said. You didn't hear what I just said. The father of many nations will you be, and I will change your name from Abraham to Abraham. Alright? And then after he changed his name, he never went back. To call him Abraham again. That's verse. The second thing that he said to him is, I'm, I'm going to keep, give you a covenant. Alright? And that covenant will be to the many generations after you. Please pay attention. This is important. To the many generations after you. And only if you keep the covenant. And somebody will say, wow, we have to keep it. We have to keep it. Scripture tells us, gives us perspective how Abraham kept the covenant. He believed. That's how he kept the covenant. So he says, I will make a covenant with you that if you keep it, meaning if you keep believing, it will keep spreading. It will keep going. Right? Now this covenant in Genesis 15, you are not going to take part. You will be sleeping. 
Oh boy. You will be asleep. I will cut the covenant. And by the time you wake up, you will see the result of the covenant that I have kept. And then if you keep believing, it's yours. Now let me explain something. The Hebrew letter is represented by figures, numerals. One, two, three, four, five, like that. Okay? Now, the number five is He, H-E-I, in the Hebrew language. And it represents God's grace. Yahweh is the name of God in Hebrew. And Yahweh is yud He vav He. Hey. Now, there are other meanings of the Hebrew letter. There is grace. There is one that represents, there is resh. There is shin. Shin represents fire. You see what I'm saying? Now, first things first. I want you to pay attention to this. This is God's name. This is God's name. It's yud hey vav hey. Okay? Hebrew reads from right to left. So, it is yud hey vav hey. That's Yahweh. The first thing you need to recognize is that God's name does not have fire. And his name does not have judgment or condemnation. His name, Yahweh, has two grace in it. Oh. God's name, yud Hey vav Hey, has two grace in it. Two, not even one. Two. No judgment. No fire. And then you now tell me that he goes against his name. No, he doesn't go against his name. His name has no condemnation in it. Look at it. None. So, now when he was going to change Abraham's name, Abraham is exalted father. Okay? Abraham is father of many nations. Now let me explain. When he says Abraham, it is just simply somebody we respect. He's not spreading. We just respect him. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is, when he comes inside, all of us who clap, we respect. Exalted father. We give him exalted position. His influence is not spreading anywhere. We just acknowledge him as the oldest person amongst us. He's 95. So let's receive him. Exalted father. God said, no, that's not your destiny. Father of many nations. In other words, this idea is that from the blessing that I'm giving to you, your influence is supposed to spread. Not just exalted father. So, you know, you know, you know what God now did? Look at it. So, God now puts a hay in Abraham's name. It was Abraham. Then God added one of his grace here. You know he has two. Mm. So he put one here for Abraham. So now he moved from exalted father that everybody just respects. Everybody, uh-huh, he just come, no influence, no nothing to grace. In other words, the introduction of the great God to Abraham's name gave him the capacity to spread. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. So if you come that the influence of God's grace, one of the things that God's grace will do for you is that he will cause you to spread. Can you hear what I'm saying? Yes, 
Now, as though that's an accident, he took another grace from his name and put in Sarah's name. Sarah's name was Sarai. Then he put H. And you don't want to know Sarai. You don't want to know the, the meaning of have it. You don't want to know the meaning of Sarai. It includes fire. No wonder Sarah, Sarah was always spitting fire. Always. Always. Fire. Everybody. If you, if you come close, we burn you. <laughs> so, God removed the youth and put a head. And then she moved. Sarai means my princess. My own princess. You see, localized. Localized. Exalted father within the compound. My princess within the compound. To princess to Sarai means like princess of the nations. Are you getting one? You, you're not understanding what I'm saying. And these two things happen because of the blessing of the Lord. The introduction of grace. First thing that I want you to know is that God does not give who he is not. We can see that God blessed Abraham and said, My covenant will be with you and with your generation. Now let's look at some other scriptures. Let's do this very quick. We got it wrong. We got it wrong. Genesis 24 and verse 1. Go there very quickly. I want you to read it out loud like a mass choir. Everybody, read it out loud like a mass choir. Want to go? No, 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 no. Read it again. Read it again. Want to go? Really, one more time. Hey, hey, that that old things. Hey, hey. Put emphasis. Put emphasis. It's not some things. It's not most things. Read it again. Want to go? So the Lord had done what? Bless Abraham in all things. Genesis twenty four, thirty four and thirty five. Say this with me. God's will is my prosperity. Genesis 24, 34 and 35. Alright. Are we there? Alright, let's read together. I want to go. And he said, I am Abraham's servant. Verse 35. And the Lord has blessed my master greatly. And he, ha- he is become great. And he has given him what? Flocks and what herds and what silver and what gold and what men servants and what maid servants and what camels and what asses. <laughs> you see the matter silver, gold, herds, cattle, men servants, maid servants. When he got to his old age, it was discovered that the Lord had blessed him in all things. Meaning, let me tell you, when the system of the world blesses you, they take something in return. When the system of the world blesses you, they take your family time. They take your... Are you getting what I'm saying? 
So people are blessed and wealthy and all of that. They have resources, but their kids are kopwele. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying. They don't have their children. Or some of them have lost their family time. Or some of them have lost their health. In the bid to chase something, they've lost something. In all things, God blesses you in all things. No, in other words, the blessing of God does not bless you in money and leave your health. The blessing of God does not bless you in health and leave your family. All things are included in the blessing. In other words, you don't have to leave one for the other. You understand? God says, hey, no, 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 carry everybody along. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Say this with me. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. And my hard work does not add to it. So God had blessed Abraham in all things. Blessed him in silver. Blessed him in gold. Blessed him in cattle. In men servants. In maid servants. In everything. Now you know it's important that you understand. Listen to me. I said this. And I'm saying it again. This blessing. Right now as we speak. You and I don't know whether Abraham was a hardworking guy or not. We, there's no record about his work ethic. There is no, this thing must enter into this generation. There's no conversation about his work ethic. There's no conversation whether, we don't know whether he's, whether, you, we don't know. We don't know the personality of the man. Because when the blessing comes, it gives you its own personality. The blessing is an atmosphere by itself. When the blessing comes, it sucks you into its atmosphere. Have you ever been around joyful people? You understand that when they come in, they light up the entire room. That's how the blessing is. The blessing is much more. The blessing upon your life sucks you in. So now, uh, um, I, don't, I don't like show off. Uh, <laughs> it's not because we like to show off. It is that the one that you think we are showing off is actually the least of what we have, we are, we have come out with. If we were to bring out everything, you will pass out. Again, what I'm saying. We live on the barest minimum. Yet you are still you are still bothered. So I want you to see how the blessing of the Lord translated into physical things that Abraham could touch that had nothing to do with his contribution. Can we say amen? amen. Listen. As you are listening to me, hey, Lord, I thank you for your presence here. If you came into this world and you had a different experience from the one you had, whatever it is, you will not be struggling with what I'm saying now. Some of you, if you did not struggle, you saw your parents struggle. And some of them, if they did not struggle, they saw a generation that struggled. Much of the things that were handed down to you as advice, eh, was generational experiences that they said this is how things are none of them saw crows come from one city to another so you cannot form the basis of their conversation are you what i'm saying and it becomes limiting to the degree that it comes to you from somebody who has not experienced a higher thing if you've been traveling by air and all you've been doing is economy economy you know let me talk small. There is traveling by air. There is traveling by air. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you go and use air Egypt, 
or air Rwanda, well, air Rwanda is trying now, or air Ethiopia. <laughs> they will Ethiopia you. You become an Ethiopian eunuch. I guess what I'm saying. So if you go and be listening to somebody who traveled with Ethiopian Airways and was hanging like this, you say, hey, hey, flying is a very terrible. Hey, hey. My dear, I was waiting to arrive. I was waiting to arrive. I was just waiting, let us arrive so I can come out of this thing. And then you you hear another person's experience who went with Emirates. You understand? And then I guess what I'm saying. With Emirates, the experience is different. So you see, ah, church, here's what I'm saying. If you listen to me outside the word of God, I can mislead you. So God gave you his word. Alright? That the places your parents have not gotten to, the Lord of God can take you there. The things your parents have not seen, your brothers, your sisters have not seen, if you find it in the word, the word of God can take you there. And you must believe it. That's why your frame of reference is not another man's experience. Your frame of reference is what the word of God says. And if the word of God says so, I believe it. Forget about all these limiting conversations in the atmosphere. None of nobody from our family has ever done it. Nobody from our kindred in the whole kindred. Nobody in the kindred has done it. And here you are. Raising your voice and say, I'm going to do great and mighty things. I'm going to do this. And look at this one. We talk because the word of God has given us license to talk. Are you getting what I'm saying? Listen, whenever you receive license, if you are wise, whenever you receive license, if they say, I want to give you license to start building a radio station. The moment the government issues the license, you start building. God has given you license to prosper. The Lord came here with a word for you today. You understand? The idea, ah, in this our family, you know, these way things have been. We've always been scratching to pay. We've always been doing this to pay. Sometimes, eh, the Holy Ghost is a better business teacher than your father. He's a better business teacher than your father. Because the Holy Ghost will take you to places that your father never dreamed. And let me tell you, even the conversation will be different. Because even if your father got there, he got there by his own, you know, I told you on Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, that the way of the transgressor is hard. It's not impossible. It's just hard. So he tells you, I got there, oh boy, it took me 20 steps. So that the chill first. One leap, we are there. Listen, not because I think so, but the word of God has given given me license to fly. Say, I have license to fly. Oh, church, say, I have license to fly. So, enough of this limiting talk from your parents. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
when I was 15 or 16, I heard, I heard, I heard Pastor Chris say, don't park where your parents parked up. Don't park in the same parking lots where your parents parked up. That they parked up there is good for them. And let me tell you, if you, if you watch me and my relationship with older people, I honor them. I respect them. I hear what I'm saying? I, I, I honor them. I never belittle them. But their frame of reference is not my life. And I'm saying this now because God wants somebody to hear this. That in the name of Jesus, you are moving beyond the limitations of the schooling that you had. Human schooling. Now you are under supernatural schooling. And in the name of Jesus, you are flying. In the name of Jesus, you are prospering. In the name of Jesus. These are not just mere words, though. They're not just mere words. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They are not just mere words. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In the name of Jesus, time is compressed. Yes. Record time by the Spirit. Yes. Yes. God made Abraham rich. Now let's go to Isaac. Now, I want you to show you, I want you, before we go, did you read, because this is very important in the narrative, did you read where the Bible says that in all their, gener- your seed in all their generations. Look at me, hear me. You know what that means? It means, that, oh boy, hear me. It means that in every generation, God is going to point out one person and use to demonstrate this covenant. So, are you hearing what I'm saying? So, Abraham is the frontliner of the covenant. Then, in another generation, just imagine, Queen is here, David is here, Esther is here. Alright? So, these are three generations. So, in Abraham's generation, it was him. Then, in Isaac's generation, they pointed out Isaac. Then, in Jacob's generation, Jacob. There were others, but Jacob. Frontline this thing. Show them it's possible. Then in Joseph's generation, Joseph. I get what I'm saying. I'm saying. Now, it, it continued like that. When it came to Moses, in Moses' time, okay, it was the whole Israel. It has spread. I hear what I'm saying. Then he continued like that until he came to Jesus. Then you don't understand what Jesus. I feel the power of God. You don't understand what Jesus did when he landed on Jesus. He says, "And he seeds," meaning they have to be many. See, I'm I'm doing the Bible study now, so just take it. And he seeds, okay, because they have to be many. Now, that is why Jesus had to do the cross. You don't understand. Because this thing has to jump from one to thousands. Now, how has he jumped now? As many who believe. Listen, listen. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. You have to put in the work. You have to do this. You have to do that. 
as many who believe. As many who believe. As many who believe. As many. In other words, what I'm saying now, not everybody is going to believe. Some people are still getting ready to carry their walking stick and go and be hustling. No problem. Hustle as much as you can. Alright? When you finish hustling, I will come out with a blessing. Then you see. You see. You understand what I'm saying? A couple of guys stayed eating, you know, vegetables. Other guys stayed eating the king's meat. There's always a separation. There's always a separation. There's always a separation. I hear what I'm saying. You give them time. You give them time. You're feeding on the gospel. Eating good food. Feeding on the gospel. Other people are feeding on their hustle. Give us time. 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 The power of God is here. Give us time. So, Jesus is our own generation frontliner. He's a front man. He has received the blessing on our behalf. Now through his shed blood, he has grafted us in. And now that we have come, oh, now we enjoy. Say I've come home. Say I'm at home, I'm at home, I'm at home. Say it, I'm resting at home. I'm resting at home. I'm resting at home. I've come home. So it's to as many who believe. I believe in the blessing for my prosperity. In the name of Jesus, the blessing has found me. The blessing has located me. The blessing has changed my story. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In one fell swoop, we make a headway by the Spirit, not by power, not by might, but how? By my Spirit, says the Lord. The believer must come to a place where they understand that the Spirit of God can make a difference in their life. Stop talking like a pagan. Stop talking like an unbeliever. If you are saying let's face reality and your reality is not this thing. Leave Bible one side for us. Leave Bible. Leave Bible. Do you leave oxygen? Can you leave oxygen behind? Say, I want to show I'm a man. I want to show I'm a man. I leave oxygen. You will die. Your manness, your your man, you just die like a chicken. <laughs> you don't show you're a man. I mean, man, you move oxygen. You see, I'm a man. You will hang like. 
doing hook. <laughs> you don't hook. <laughs> Say this with me, I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. Man, look, look, let me tell you. Let me, okay, so now, I want to show you scripture. Genesis seventeen twenty one. I'm in Christ. Genesis seventeen twenty one. I want to give you reference of what I'm saying. All right, let's read together. I want to go. Read again. Want to go? Please, please, church, really one more time. Want to go? All right, look at Genesis 26 from verse 12. Should we have seen that the thing has touched Isaac? Let's see what is going to happen. I wanted to say Isaac, Isaac 26. And verse 12. I'm telling you. Genesis 26 from verse 12. Let's read together. Please do me a favor. Let's read together in concept. Okay. Are we together? Yes, Want to go? Stop. Stop. You see your Bible in the King James. It has a column. You see it has a column. I will explain what that column is. That colon is simply saying it is the fact that the Lord blessed him. That's why he has this result. I hear what I'm saying. If you look at it in other translation, I don't have time. If you look at it in NLT, you see for the Lord blessing or because the Lord blessing. So let's read. Let's read. Story I had to stop you, but let's read. <laughs> and Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. All right, let's read verse thirteen. We want to go? All right, verse fourteen. Hey. One man is being blessed. A whole nation is envying the Philistines. A nation now. One man, one man is operating under the covenant. A whole nation is envious of him. The Bible says he began to prosper. He continued to prosper. Until he became very prosperous. You know many people think you begin, you continue, then you stop. (laughs) Or some people only begin. You know that? Sure. You start out everywhere, noise everywhere. Then next thing, then you fizzle out. Some people went into music like that. (laughs) 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 Hit one hit. If it's a heat, our hand is in it. Heat. 
after the heat, heatless. You know why? There's no sustaining power. The grace of God gives you sustaining power. When you start like this, and I'm prophesying in the name of Jesus, you have sustaining power. In the name of Jesus, you have sustaining power. The blessing brings you sustaining power. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have sustaining power by the Spirit in the name of Jesus. You're not you're not a, a one night wonder. After that, no more. Nobody hears of you again. Or for some, eh? It is they used to. They used to. They used to. Yeah, guy used to be prosperous. That guy used to be wise. That guy used to be creative. That guy used to be wealthy. What of now? What of now? You see, well, we don't know what happened to him. The devil is a liar. You hear what I'm saying? He began. He continued. The blessing is at work. He began. He continued. Until he became. Sustaining power. And there are some of you with fears. That uh, I don't know if this creativity will be sustained. Let me tell you. Where that one creativity came from. 10 million will come. And you are. Uh, uh, I'm talking by the spirit of And you think you've done your best now. Don't worry, you'll see. Live under the influence of this blessing. Oh, this is my hit song. Another one is coming. This is my hit movie. Another one is coming. This is my hit idea. Great idea. Another one is coming. Hallelujah. When when God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, it includes this one. (laughs) That you never get to a point eh, where you are Clueless, not knowing what to do. He began, he continued, he became. He began, he continued, he became. You know what it means to become? It means now this thing is sustained. I get what I'm saying. You begin, everybody's still checking, checking. The blessing pushes you into the next phase. You continue. They, you know, you know, you start. Everybody's checking. They're looking. They're looking. Hey, let's see how far this is going to go. Two years, you have not come down. Three years, you have not come down. Four years, you have not come down. Then the conversation changes. They say, okay, let's keep watching. Well, you continue. And then you enter another gear. You become. See the blessing at work. The covenant jumped on Isaac. Produced the same result. Let's go to Jacob. And you know I don't have time. I can stay on one for 10 hours. I don't have time. You know. I can stay on one showing you the difference, how he worked. How I can stay on it. I'm giving you, just see that this thing is available for you in Christ Jesus. These men now, now covenant they get to. Blood of bulls and goats. And brother, now the real blood you get to. The real one. The real one. You know, I, I don't know. Something, something, you know, something, something ras. <laughs> but it's there, it's there, but just allow us. Amen? 
allow me. The power of God is on you. Prospering you. You are separated in the name of Jesus. Let's check Isaac. Jacob. Genesis 30 and verse 43. Now I have to run. Genesis 30 and verse 43. Quick, 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 quick. Now are you being blessed? Genesis 30 and verse 43. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Let's read together. Want to go? No, read verse 42 so you know it's Jacob they are talking about. I read verse 42. Quick, quick, quick. Do you see the exact use of the same words? I'll make you exceedingly great. He's showing up in Isaac. I'll make you exceedingly great. He's showing up in Jacob. The man increased exceedingly. Same word. Then when he comes to you, it will fail. <laughs> I almost called you Esther. Quick. When he comes to you, it fails. Let's read another one. Genesis 31, 7-12. Quick. Now I'm on extra time. So, quick, it's not me. Genesis 31, 7 to 12. Let's go. Want to go? Hey. Uh huh. Next one. Continue, continue. I just want to show you that in partnership with the Holy Ghost, you understand? Somebody who they are sure changed came and um, surpassed everybody. You might be sitting in this service now and it looks like you are behind time. In the name of Jesus, you've caught up. I decree over your life in the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God. For as many of you under the sound of my voice who see, who it looks like or it seems like you've lost time and it seems like time has gone ahead of you or you, you've gone behind by the power of the Holy Ghost not only do you catch up you move forward you move forward 
you move forward in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Genesis 32 and verse 10. We'll just do two more scriptures. There's no more time. Genesis 32 and verse 10. Let's read together. I want to go. Over the journal with one staff, put it like this one belonging. Now, wait, listen. Now, he's, he, has beco- he has been so increased, he's now two groups. Do you know what it means? Two groups, it means that their feeding, their clothing, their everything is on him. Some of you have not asked yourself how Jesus was feeding the apostles when he told them to leave their job. He was broke, Abi. He was feeding twelve men. If he has one like David, I don't know how you eat. Like you, then he has one like Michael. Michael can finish four bowls of a bar, and he has one like favor. See her, see her there, and her sister. You know that. You know, when the Bible says, he saw from his father Abraham, because Abraham had 300 and something men. So it means, think about it now. Think about it. 300 and something men trained in his house. It means every day, at least, they were killing one cow. Every day. I'm just saying now, let's just assume. So if you kill one cow every day, Say this with me, the blessing of the Lord. Lord. It makes me rich. So Jacob crossed with one staff. Now he has two groups. Never have a journey with God eh, where he's not increasing you. He's constantly increasing you. Now listen, that increase may not be visible at first. He's increasing you. Every day, you see, because whilst this thing is happening on the inside, it looks like nothing is happening. Until one day, 100 people come at once, boom. You'll be like, what? What's going on? He's been increasing your other way. In some cases, he's increasing your wisdom. In some cases, he's increasing your capacity. Let the blessing of the Lord rest upon you. And prosper you in all things. I decree and declare the blessing is upon you. And the blessing is prospering you in all things. Rise to your feet, everybody. Thank you for engaging yourself in this episode. It's rough that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.